This is a Triple M Footy podcast. With all the latest news and stories that matter right now in footy, it's Tom Brown's News. I'll start with the Bombers. Good afternoon. All eyes on Essendon late this week, obviously now, because of this coaching search, which is absolutely coming to a head. It's understood Brad Scott is speaking to the club today, doing an interview as part of what the club still insists is a rigorous process concerning their coach. So it looks like it's now down between Uze and Scott, but I think Scott would have to be the unbackable favourite at this point, providing through these discussions he wants to take up that role. Separately, the club is zeroing in on its CEO. There's no rush on this, but Andrew Thorburn is the previous boss of the National Australia Bank, which is on the who is on the coaching panel and has been assisting Ernst & Young with their review, and he's a hotly fancied contender now to take over as the Bombers' CEO. So if the Bombers could land Thorburn and also land Brad Scott, you'd think they'd be a long way towards improving this off-field, these off-field issues and uh, fixing up their clubs. So that's what the Bombers are working on. In terms of when this will all play out involving the coach, a prominent source suggested yesterday they won't announce until early next week. That's not clear at this stage when they'll announce their coach. I would have thought it would be influenced by the trade period. If Brad takes up that role, he'd want a strong say on what's going to happen regarding their drafting and their trading, and you'd think he'd want to start by next Monday, which is when the trade period starts, but that's all got to play out. The Saturday Rub, Friday Huddle, Sunday Rub, Midweek Rub, Tom Brown's News and all the footy podcasts you need are in one place. Subscribe to Triple M Footy on the Listener app or wherever you get your podcasts. A week after the AFL indicated they'd convene an independent panel to investigate these highly distressing and concerning Hawthorne racism concerns involving Alastair Clarkson and Chris Fagan, allegedly, there's still no panel in place. The expert panel hasn't been convened or formed yet. I've just spoken to the AFL. They're optimistic that panel will be announced today or tomorrow. There's some good progress there. They're also cautiously optimistic, the AFL, that the alleged participants will participate in that process. I've just been to an AFL Players Association briefing uh, on a range of issues, including a player survey which they've put together, the Insights and Impact Report, the first edition of that. The Players Association, Paul Marsh in particular, doesn't think the AFL should convene that panel or the Commission shouldn't determine the results of the outcome of that investigation. They think it should be entirely independent of the AFL. They also presented the Players Association concerning racism stats. 92 Indigenous players surveyed a third, about 29, reported racism while a listed player. Only 17% of those cases reporting an entirely satisfactory outcome. Separately, the AFL Play Association also working on a whistleblower scheme to try and encourage any instances of racism to come forward so it's appropriately investigated. For example, perhaps that might have short-tracked the Adelaide camp issues and brought those to better attention quicker. And obviously the Hawthorne issue is another case in point. Separately, Alastair Clarkson again has protested his innocence in a lengthy, lengthy statement issued to the media yesterday. It was interesting that uh, he did say in conclusion that he would not hesitate to take further steps to protect my position and reputation should that be necessary. That's code for putting, obviously, a legal team together. And I reported on that issue last night, reporting in summary, obviously, that uh, Clarkson has put together a bit of a, uh, a dream team, if you like, of lawyers to try and uh, prove his innocence. And uh, they include a prominent KC, uh, that's a King's Counsel, Julie Condon, who was a previous county court judge, has human rights and criminal law experience, John Tuck and Paul Burns. So Clarko, like Chris Fagan this week, has uh, lawyered up in a bid to prove his innocence in regards to this uh, racism scandal. <laughs> 
This is Tom Brown's News, bringing you the latest in footy every Monday, Thursday and Friday. Here at first on Listener. Jordan Goey's contract situation is becoming a mystery. The free agency period basically starts tomorrow. You'd think we'd get an answer certainly from Goey by tomorrow. They've got their Copeland Trophy Collingwood tomorrow night, which is obviously their best and fairest. Um, in terms of Goey's situation, it's my impression that Collingwood, I think, are cautiously optimistic that it's all good and he'll sign. But at least officially, that hasn't happened yet. I've also checked with his manager, Ryan Vague, who hasn't given me a running commentary today, but he did tell me yesterday that uh, it's not signed and sealed yet. I'm also told today that St Kilda are of the view, obviously St Kilda chasing him, that it's not done yet either. So perhaps they think, or they do think, that there's still a slim chance. So you'd think Degoe will stay, but uh, it's not signed yet. Grundy, likewise. Now, it's almost certain that you'll request a trade any minute to Melbourne, but that hasn't been formalised as yet either. So a bit of mystery as to Collingwood's trading situation there, obviously trade situation with Degoe and Grundy. It seems obvious that Degoe will re-sign and Grundy will request a trade to Melbourne, but it's a little bit to play out. And St Kilda, at least today, still think there are hope in regards to Degoe. The big issue this week, clearly, these behavioural clauses and how far Degoe was prepared to go and how far it pushed Collingwood in regards to the wording of those clauses. Bringing you the latest in footy news before you hear it anywhere else. This is Tom Brown's News. Trade period heaps up, heats up big time on Monday. There's already a lot going on this week, clearly. Now, I'll start with Geelong. Obviously, Joel Selwood, the legendary Joel Selwood, announced his retirement formally yesterday. Geelong will now turn their attention to Ollie Henry, Jack Bowes, and Tanner Bruin. Just on the latest concerning Henry, I don't think we'll get an answer from Henry on his intentions before Collingwood's best and fairest tomorrow night. He does at some stage want to play with his brother, That's obviously who's obviously at Geelong at the moment. He's out of contract, and it's only a modest offer at the moment for Ollie Henry from Collingwood. So all signs in that regard would point towards Geelong. Just in regards to Richmond, you'll have seen the pictures perhaps on the news last night of Jack Graham visiting Port Adelaide yesterday. He gave the uh, interesting explanation at the airport that he was there to visit family, which is fair enough. But Richmond clearly have a salary squeeze with Taranto and Hopper ready to land at Punt Road. I understand that uh, even uh, Tom Lynch has had to shuffle, or has been good enough, I should say, to shuffle around some of his payments just to facilitate what's clearly now a tight cap at Richmond. Graham might be one of the consequences of that, looking at potential opportunities at Port Adelaide. Jack Gunston, big move yesterday. Free agent has chosen Brisbane. It means Brisbane, next season, all things being well, will have Ashcroft, will have Jack Gunston, and will also have Josh Dunkley. So you'd have to think they'll be serious, serious premiership contenders, albeit they'll obviously lose McStay. It does leave Hawthorne now without some of their prominent older leaders like Shield, Mitchell, and obviously Gunston. Mitchell likely to move as well, perhaps to Collingwood. There's a lot of discussion surrounding that. But obviously Sam Mitchell, the coach, that's not Tom, Sam Mitchell, is prepared to go backwards to go forwards and is obviously you know, clearly focusing on youth in that regard or certainly a younger list. And then I think he's been on record as saying as much before he's prepared to, to take that time. In terms of other trade names that have come across my desk over the last 24 hours, Melbourne and Sam Wiedemann. Wiedemann's interested in the Saints, but I think the Saints are cool on that idea just for the moment, but it remains a possibility. I've mentioned Ollie Henry. Caleb Poulter at Collingwood left his... Um, exit interview where they regard him almost as a free agent. He was told in the exit interview he's out of contract. He played, I think, about up to 12 games last year, but just one or so games this year. Collingwood on the position to give Poulter an answer at this stage. 
Aaron Francis is an interesting one. This has come across my desk today. I think Mitch Cleary's also mentioned that. A prominent, well-placed trade source indicating that Francis will end up at Sydney. They could uh, do with a bigger body in that regard, eventually replace Rampy when he retires. Francis out of contract. It's a bit of a blow for Essendon. They draft him at pick six. But uh, whilst, whilst they might protest they don't want to lose him, I think in that regard that uh, I'm told that he will go to Sydney. Trade period will heat up big time on Monday. We'll have all the news next week, of course, surrounding that, certainly on our social channels. I'll bring you all that. But it's been obviously another big news day. I expect Essendon could announce Brad Scott as coach as soon as tomorrow. It might be early next week. There's a bit of water to pass under the bridge there. And as I mentioned, we expect to go. He will re-sign with Collingwood. There's just a little bit of an asterisk and question mark, which I'm sure is making a few people at the Magpie slightly nervous. Geordie, he's a good negotiator. Started out without a deal, got to two years, got to four years, got to five years, and has managed, it sounds like, to strike out some, or at least reword some of these behavioural clauses. His manager, as I mentioned on Monday, has done a pretty good job. Anyway, we'll have more on that tomorrow. Triple M rocks football. That was Tom Brown's news. Come back every Monday, Thursday and Friday for more and subscribe to Triple M Footy on Listener or wherever you listen to get all our podcasts throughout the season. For Ream Hot Water and McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy.